Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for our first September episode of the MFCC podcast. And we've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be led off with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're then going to be joined by Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock in Orleans. And last but not least, we'll be joined by Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi live from his boat, the Gaviota, out in Nantucket Sound. So a great full episode in store for you today. And let's dive right into the program. Well, as usual, on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast, our first guest is none other than MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this Friday? I'm doing great, Kevin. I'm actually up at a wedding in New Hampshire right now, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is pretty close to the water. So it's a beautiful day. Well, Ryan, the last couple podcasts that we've actually posted, I know they've been public podcasts. I've seen them up on iTunes. I've had a lot of a lot of folks, new folks, say hello to me and I'm sure to you as well that have tuned into the podcast for the first time. What would you say to the, to the new potential listeners we have to the podcast? And I know I'm sure some of these folks are uh, thinking about you know joining as a full time member. Yeah, it's great. All the new listeners that we've been having a lot of the podcasts over the last year. I mentioned this before; they've been members only, which is which is great. It's a nice benefit to signing up. But what I've realized over the last couple of weeks here by sharing them a little bit more publicly is that it's turned into a great way of welcoming people to our community. I've gotten quite a few messages over the last week or so from folks who discovered my fishing Cape Cod through the podcast. And then they check out the website and obviously there's a lot of free information on the site, but quite a few have decided to sign up and join and access our forum and everything that we have to offer, which, which has been great. So if you're listening for the first time, welcome. And feel free to, even if you don't join us as a member, feel free to just, you know, send me a message, say hello. Uh, It's always great hearing from people. And we've had some kind of snarly weather the past couple weeks since we've taped a last podcast. It's made it for, you know, a challenge for some folks to get out and fish. Have you had a chance to get out and do any fishing over the last couple weeks? Yeah, I've been focused a lot on false albies. Did a few trips actually with my parents on the Miss Loretta. And I got some amazing drone and underwater footage that I've shared on the blog over the past few days. And I was surprised, Kevin, um, on some of the peanut bunker bait balls that I've been finding in Vineyard Sound. Obviously, there's been albies on them, but there's also been some black sea bass that I've filmed underwater coming up and attacking the peanut bunker. And uh, black sea bass season closed, I believe, on September 8th or the 9th. So you can't keep them if you catch them, but it was cool to see uh, sea bass feeding alongside the albies on those peanut bunker bait balls. Yeah, just out of curiosity, I mean, I've always caught sea bass kind of down more toward the bottom of the water column and like, you know, 20, 25 feet of water, maybe a little bit deeper if the water is really warm, maybe more toward 40 feet. But how deep a water were you in where they were coming up to the surface? Uh, probably only like 15, 20 feet of water. Very cool. Uh, very very shallow 
So the Albies have been fun. I know it seems like it's been a really good side to the year. Uh, you're going to be talking to Bruno pretty soon. I'm sure he'll mention that he was catching Albies down towards Monomoy. Hmm. I was pretty much the exact opposite direction. And I've heard that they've been going all the way down towards the Elizabeth Islands. Haven't heard too much yet about them showing up in Buzzards Bay, but I know that's got to change any day now. And um, quite a few Spanish mackerel that I'm hearing are being caught, too. I haven't personally caught one, but that's pretty cool. And I even heard about a kingfish off of West Falmouth. So lots of uh, options right now, to say the least. And are you hearing anything about Benito, Ryan? I know you did a Benito trip with Bruno that was kind of disappointing uh, several weeks ago, but we have, you know, gone into September now. Is it still kind of quiet in terms of Benito? I'm not hearing much aside from some Benito on Cape Cod Bay of all places. I've caught some real small ones on Sabiki rigs in Cape Cod Bay, and I did see some members inside our forum reported catching some bonito i think more towards billingsgate but that's like deep old information there so maybe if you're listening go into our members forum on myfishingcapecod.com and check in with the 2021 bonito and alby thread and that's where members have been posting sometimes hourly updates about where they're finding albies and bonito what they're catching them on it's a really really helpful thread so that would probably be a better uh, source of intel for, you know, Benito. Now, I can talk about my own personal experience here, Ryan, inside Cape Cod Bay, but due to these last couple uh, hurricanes that have been moving offshore, uh, the churned-up water, at least on the inside of Cape Cod Bay, uh, from my experience, it's been very almost brackish. We've had almost a little bit of a red tide. There's a ton of mungweed floating in the water. Um, especially in the first, I'll say, 50 yards from shore, which has made it extremely challenging to fish. I uh, haven't seen a ton of fish uh, since these two storms have moved through the area. What are you hearing in terms of stripers inside Cape Cod Bay? Um, I'm hearing more about big bluefish, mm. like down towards the target ship. I heard about some big bluefish up on the other side of the bay off Plymouth, Duxbury. Haven't really heard too much about big bass off of Barnstable and Sandy Neck and Sandwich like there were, uh, you know, several years ago. But uh, that's pretty much what I'm hearing. It's interesting you mentioned the red tide-ish water. I remember that happening last year right around this time as well. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm hearing there. I'm hearing there's some tuna in the bay. I'm hearing there's some small wreck tuna out on Stellwagen. I think Captain Phil from the Goose has been doing pretty well out east of Chatham. And I know you're going to be talking to him later in the podcast. But as far as uh, stripers go, I haven't really been looking too much down at the canal. Um, if you're interested in fishing the canal, again, I direct you to the forum. There's a nice thread in there where people have been sharing updates about what they're finding down at the canal. Well, Ryan, I know, you know, we flipped the calendar into September, but there's still a ton of great opportunities for funny fish, for tuna, for striped bass. The fall run pretty much is, I'd say, kicking off and, and getting into full swing here. So it's a great opportunity right now to be a member of my fishing Cape Cod and, and to also just get out there and go fishing for any variety of species. Yeah, it really is an awesome time of the year. And if I can help anybody 
who's listening with anything, feel free to reach out. Really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and wish everybody a happy September. And we'll check in again in the next episode. Yeah, and we'll be right with them through the fall run as we head into you know late September into October. We'll have plenty of more podcasts in store for the listeners. So really appreciate you taking time out of your day to check in from sunny Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Sounds good, Kevin. Talk to you soon. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Sam Mullen from down at the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. And we want to give a big warm welcome to Sam as this is his first appearance ever on the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. So welcome, Sam. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm stoked. This is great. Well, it's awesome to have you. I know your boss, Phil Howarth, is out there right now. Don't know where he is, but he's out there catching wreck bluefin. I know he's three for three so far this morning on recreational fish, and he's now searching for a giant as today, I think, is a, a commercial tuna day. So how's it been going for you back in the store? Has it been pretty busy on this Friday? Yeah, it's been pretty good. A lot of guys are coming in for tuna, and especially the albies, and, and you know, bass is picking up as the fall run really starts to kick in. Uh, late After Labor Day weekend, this is when everything starts to really just pop off. Tons of bait, you know, everywhere. Blitzing fuel is just absolutely everywhere. It's great. Pretty much just every facet of fishing, the end of ground fishing as the fluke season's coming to a close, and then sea bass is unfortunately closed, but... Uh, you know, this is this is the best time of year to get out on the water and uh, to come into the shop and get get geared up. Yeah, it's certainly my favorite time of year when talking about fishing. I want to start off with striped bass. I've had some some limited success inside Cape Cod Bay um, this season. I, I've caught a few slot fish, which I've been very very happy about. You know, from shore or very close to shore. Um, what are you hearing about Cape Cod Bay striped bass at the moment? And if, you know, there's not a ton of big fish being taken inside Cape Cod Bay, are you hearing about fish being taken elsewhere, like, you know, off Nosset, for example? Yeah, yeah. Cape Cod Bay has definitely been a struggle for bass this year, no matter where you've really been going. Even off of Sandy Neck, uh, trolling any kind of tube and worm has really been the only kind of thing going. Uh, Billingsgate is kind of the similar way. Um, it has been a rough year, but there are big bluefish in the bay. That is definitely uh, not a, you can't you can't miss them. But for other places for striped bass, pretty much the whole backside has been very good from shore and offshore. It hasn't been, you know, pretty much any specific area. You really just need to get out into some deep water, find mackerel, live line them, vertical jig uh, from a boat, and then at night just put in your time using swimming plugs and uh, guys casting eels too. Uh, ranging all the way from Nosset all the way up to uh, Race Point. Pretty much uh, it's been pretty good, um, especially the past few weeks. is definitely picking up just because it is that time of year and they're starting to make their run. Uh, just so much bait between mackerel. There's been pogies now. Um, the peanut bunker have been just so thick. Um, you know, so from the beach, just, uh, you know, just any kind of those kind of invitations. Um, it's been unbelievable. And then from the boat, uh, you know, just the vertical jig and getting down really deep has just been really per- bringing up some big fish um, just along the whole backside. Um, and then Monomoy does have its good days if you can get in some colder water, uh, top water. Um, you know, there's been a few storms that bring in cold water, and there has been some really good days out of Monomoy. Uh, you just got to pick and choose. Um, but yeah, the, the bite, the bite, is, the bite, striper bite is good in some spots. Absolutely. Now, we turn the calendar into September. We're now into the funny fish season, and we're talking about Albie and Benito in particular. 
What have you been hearing in terms of a funny fish report? Oh my God, it's un- this is probably one of the best alvears we've had in years. It's uh, it's really good because the amount of peanut bunker that have just been around all the way from Woods Hole all the way to pretty much now there at Monomoy, but um, you know around the Mashby area and uh, you know Bacoit uh, and Woods Hole, I've seen some unbelievable blitzes on peanut bunker. Um, and now they're just reaching to Monomoy that, you know, they're not super, super thick out there just yet. Um, but but that mid-cape area is uh, just the amount of bait that have been around. The albies have been so thick. Not so much the bonito. The bonito have been very uh, kind of cold this year, especially uh, in the bay. Like Unlike last year and the year before, the bay was pretty good with bonito. But pretty much the whole entire cape with bonito has been pretty slow, um, you know, other than the hooter. But... Um, but the albies have just been unbelievable. Um, just the amount of bait that's been around. And there's been so many bait schools that you'll find bait, but no fish on them. But when you do find fish on them, it, it's a good, you know, five to 10 minute feed, just to- tossing any epoxy jigs or albies, you know, soft plastics like the Bill Hurley's or anything like that, that we sell. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really good this year. It's unbelievable. I was just going to ask you, too, in terms of albies, you know, because I've been hearing such good reports of, of albacore pretty much everywhere, um, are you guys moving a lot of, like, albie inventory? Do you have, you know, good stock yeah, and good absolutely. supply? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of crippled herring. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. It's very slept-on lure, but it's uh, it's an original, you know, it's an OG lure. Um, that, and we have the Savage Gear epoxies, uh, really good in pink and uh just uh, green with green. Uh, pink and white have definitely been the best colors so far this year, though, uh, just because I think of the peanuts uh, all around. And then also um, our own Mighty Fish epoxies are really good. Um, and we'll be getting more of them in uh, soon in, in tons of different colors and sizes. Uh, we should be getting them sooner than later before the LV season ends. And uh, those are those are awesome, especially it's nice to have the epoxy because when you do catch, you know, the bonito or if a cocktail blue comes in, they won't get, you know, annihilated and destroyed. It's nice to have that epoxy. Um, but, yeah, we've been really doing well with stuff. Uh, but I'd say that probably the best two have been the Savage Gear, the Mighty Fish, and the Crippled Herring by far. All right, let's move into a larger tuna species. I know I call Albie's baby tuna all the time, but let's yeah. talk about the, uh, the wreck bluefin and then the giants that have moved in to the area as well. I know the commercial season has started back up again since we flipped, you know, over into September. This is our first September version of the podcast. So the the commercial season is back open. Can you give us like an offshore report concerning uh, wreckfish and giants? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The wreckfish has been one of the best years so far. Uh, They're really starting to come in strong. The, the, The bar bite has been really good, which is awesome. We got tons of them too, especially in uh, the black and purple uh, is a wicked good color, and then the glow white, and then obviously the famous green machine. Um, any kind of size ranging, um, you know, from daisy chain to being able to get up to using them on 80 wides and getting the really the three foot across uh, bars. But the daisies have been wicked good for the wreckfish, um, unbelievable. And I'd say definitely white glow and uh, green machine have been by far the best too. Um, it, it almost feels like that old kind of, you know, that old bar bite that's been going on. And, um, you know, ranging from east of Chatham all the way to the sword, uh, the sword's been a great bar bite for uh, bigger fish and for wreck fish. Um, and then when you get up towards, um, you know, P-Town and around that area, you know, you just find that like around that three-mile line and deeper um, and then a little bit inshore, 
uh, it's been it's been pretty good with um, you know just jigging and uh, and getting that vertical tuna jig bite. It's been pretty solid, uh, which is always really fun. You know, using Ronzi's and that kind of stuff. Um, it's been really solid for the wrecks. Well, Sam, you were a wealth of information. You knocked it out of the park. You did a great job here for a first time podcast guest. So hopefully it wasn't too painful for you. And I hope no, you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the rest of your shift and weekend. Are you going to get out and get a chance to get a line wet at all this weekend? You hope? Yeah. Uh, if it's not too windy on Sunday, if it is, I'll probably hit from shore on Sunday, maybe for some some bass late at night, and then uh, probably next week I'll probably go for some wreck tuna, and I'll uh, I'll probably actually go for some cod too. The cod bite has actually been been pretty fun. It's been great. Been going with guys in the shop and uh, get yourself a wreck tuna and cod and fill your boat with good eats you know you can't beat that all right well thank you so much for sharing some of your friday with us here on the podcast and we look to have you again later on in the season absolutely thank you so much kevin well moving right along with today's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast we want to welcome in our good buddy bruno demir from down at cape and islands Mitsubishi. and as usual sometimes on fridays especially when the weather's pretty nice we catch bruno live from the deck of his boat, the Gaviota. Bruno, how are you on this beautiful Friday? You caught me live and in action. Hello, MFCC members. Hello, Kevin Collins. Well, it's it's good to have you back on the podcast, Bruno, and I want to start off with Benito. Last time we did a podcast, I believe you and Ryan had gone out on a trip in search of Benito, and there was not really much going on a few weeks ago. But I'm guessing that has changed. We've now passed Labor Day weekend. We are into the first 10 days of September. Can you give us a uh, Benito report? Sure. We uh, we got into some funny fish right at Monomoy. And uh, we took three trips out there, and all three were pretty good. Um, we had Bonito up to, you know, I, I didn't measure it, but I want to say from the pictures, somewhere around 24 to 30-inch Bonito. And... Um, and then uh, the following trip, there's a ton of albies. So the albies really moved in on uh, on Monomart, although they're on real small bait. Well, that's good to hear. And when you were out there getting them, can you give us some uh, examples of what you were throwing at them and maybe what they were eating? So uh, they were eating, they actually, we found out for sure that they were eating baby herring, about the size of like a silver dollar. Okay. And um, a lot of people were frustrated because they couldn't get them to bite. But when they're on real small bait like that, your best bet is to troll for them. Okay. And we were trolling. And on the first trip, I think we got three albies and two bonito. On the second trip, we got like seven or eight albies. On the third trip, we got like seven or eight albies. So we've been really successful uh, trolling for them when they're on small bait like that. Um and I'm, I'm going to guess they're going to be in and out of Monomoy for a while. Um, today's probably not the best day for it because the water's pretty dirty and they, they prefer to see clear water albums. Um, I haven't seen Bonito on my last couple trips, but the albies was red hot. Um, today, though, is uh, not too much action or blood on the deck because it's my, my wife's birthday, and we just decided to take the Gaviota out for a scenic tour around, you know, Nantucket Sound and uh, grab a little lunch. So no fishing for me today, 
But um, I did hear on the radio, guys are catching some decent-sized stripers right now as we speak at Fierce's, which is uh, one of the shows off the bottom line. Any idea, Bruno, what they're using to get those stripers? Are those fish down deeper, I'm assuming, because it's, you know, the middle of the day, or are they coming up and eating on top in those rips? Uh, typically, when you start working those rips, guys like to stay on the bottom. If yeah. You're going to get the bigger fish. If you, you, could, you could get them up top, too, but if, you, if you're looking for a bigger fish or a slot fish, uh, you got to try to stay on the bottom. And... Uh, the best way to do that, in my opinion, you know, a lot of guys like to snap wire, but I can tell you your best bet, in my opinion, is just lead core. I feel that the lead core is easier to manage, and it still allows you to get your lure down to the bottom, especially if you try and jig for them. And uh, you just kind of work those rips around the bottom bar. And Bruno, in terms of the striped bass game, I haven't had a ton of luck here, I'll say, inside Cape Cod Bay because of the weather conditions. It's been a little bit prohibitive of me getting out either in the small boat. And we've had a lot of weed that's been brought in by these hurricanes that have been spinning offshore. But are you hearing anything about Cape Cod Bay or any other locations concerning stripers, Albies, Benito? Um, I I really haven't. Um, I know uh, my, my good buddy... Captain Russ from uh, Chasing Tails up in P-Town. He's been getting slop fish pretty consistently up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess he's getting them somewhere around uh, Race Point area. Um, but I could tell you, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not fishing as often in the bay, so I don't know the bayside conditions as of right now sure. and what's coming out of there. But it has been a long time. It's been probably three or four seasons since I saw a nice amount of stripers coming out of Montemoy, big albies. I mean, the albies we were catching out of Montemoy had shoulders on them. Wow. You know? um, so Montemoy, Montemoy is red hot this year. I'm really happy to see those fish come back. Uh, they're not really on squid, which is, which is interesting. And um, I'll tell you something interesting, though. One of the... One of the captains here at the marina where I keep my boat showed me a picture of uh, draggers pulling up. I, it must have been millions and millions of squid wow. off the south side of Nantucket. And um, it, that's, you know, commercial guys are going to make a living. So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, uh, burn these guys for it. But, I, you know, it's, Seeing that kind of bait taken out of the water south of Nantucket before it makes it to Monomoy probably explains why you're not seeing any kind of a squid bite at Monomoy. Mm. And um, my last few trips to Monomoy has been on, you know, green stuff. Anything green that you control or throw, that's, that's what's getting them because they're just on this tiny little herring. And I think the reason Monomoy finally lit up is because the bait finally made it there. Although it's not squid, there's a ton of herring and, and sandhills in there. And Bruno, when we last spoke, uh, we recapped a trip that you had done with Ryan, a very successful trip uh, for Fluke out uh, in Nantucket Sound. Um, are Fluke still kicking around? Is it still something you're thinking about? Or have you just kind of switched the focus now solely to the funny fish? You know, I'm, I'm kind of funny fished out. <laughs> My eyes are set on tuna right now, but 
there is definitely, definitely a uh, fluke down in the shoals right now. As a matter of fact, I, I was I was just cruising around uh, last week, and you know we spoke about sea bass busting at a surface. I saw it again, and there was 20 sea bass right at Monomore feeding on those little baby herring. And uh, when I was jigging up sea bass, I ended up with a fluke. So th- there's definitely fluke still around, and and they probably will be around until October. It's that first northeast flow that we get in October where that fluke bite will die out. So if you're if you're in the market for a fluke, now's the time to go. And don't go too down south. You don't need to go all the way down to Davis Shoulder. Father, here's what happens this time of the year. The farther south you go, the more dogfish you're going to get. So you don't really have to go far for them this, this time of the year. When I say far south of Monomoy <clears throat> into Nantucket Shoals. Well, that's good to hear, and you just mentioned tuna. I know there's a lot of wreck fish being taken around these days, Bruno. What are you hearing about bluefin tuna? Yeah, uh, this, there's a ton of wreck fish out at the sword. It's been lights out, wreck uh, fish um, fishing for tuna out at the sword this year. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm sure you'll talk to Phil at some point. I heard Phil on the radio. He was three for three as of right now. Um so the, the, the tuna fishing is unbelievable. There's some really big fish at Crab's Legs right now. Um, the, and the bait's pretty thick, so it's it's time. This is this is the, this is when the tuna fishing gets really good this time of the year. Um, and hopefully, if it repeats like previous years, those wreckfish out at the sword will come close off of Narset Beach and. Everyone will get a turn at it. Well, let's certainly hope that's the case, Bruno. I'm going to let you get back to your birthday cruise with your lovely wife. But before I do that, anything going on down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi now that we've entered the fall season? Sure. We have the um, Irish Parade, which had been postponed due to um, COVID, typically is on St. Paddy's Day, is now going to be two weeks from now in Yarmouth. So you guys should keep an eye out for that because that's a great time. And we'll be in the parade and we support everything that we do in Yarmouth as being a business in Yarmouth. So keep your eyes out for that because that's right around the corner. All right, Bruno, we'll let you get back to it out on the deck of the Gaviota. Hope you and the missus have a lovely rest of your Friday. Please wish her a happy birthday from all of us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, tight lines. Thanks for the call. Well, thank you to Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And we want to take a moment to join all of our guests that joined us on today's program. We were led off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We were next joined by Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. And speaking of the goose, we also want to thank the goose owner, Phil Howarth, who is texting us some information throughout today's program. And he is out there currently targeting giant bluefin tuna as it is a commercial fishing day for bluefin. And he also informed us that he was three for three on wreckfish this morning. So plenty of meat to be served for those on Team Goose this weekend, it sounds. So that's going to put the wraps on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And as Ryan said, until the next edition of the podcast, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast.
For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.